0: my new field of research is in the neurosciences and, re- and and exploring how the brain has all these effects. My brother suffered from epilepsy my grandmother died of uh, Alzheimer's. And so I really had this, like this push to find out more about it. And the idea of this, uh, you know, neuroplasticity um, in the, in the brain and the nervous system and what happens there, like we can make changes. Like we're learning now that even at an older age, 50, 60, you can still change your brain patterns. You can still uh, gather and learn things. It just takes longer. You have to train harder. Hi, I'm Pete McCall,
1: and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is the guest for this episode, Michael Cummings. Before I get into the full introduction from Michael, let me tell you the story of how we met. Have you ever been shopping for something or at a trade show and you're listening to a salesperson go through their pitch talking about the benefits, talking about the expectations, the mar- the marketing features, the features, advantages, benefits. That's what salespeople are supposed to do. And have you ever sat there wondering or watching the salesperson go through their pitch and you're thinking to yourself, this sounds like a bunch of BS. Now, normally I'm too polite to really, if, if there's something I see and and I don't agree with it, and somebody's giving me their spiel, I'm kind of listen to them go, okay, yeah, and just walk away and 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 know that that person really probably doesn't really fully understand what they're talking about. Back at a trade show a number of years ago, I was checking out a new piece of equipment. It's kind of interesting. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen it on the market since the trade show. It was the fitness industry trade show. I forget which year it was, but it was a number of years ago. And I'm looking at this piece of equipment, and the sales guy's going through his, his spiel, And Michael comes up and and we we kind of, we met one or two times before and he starts listening to Spiel with me and I'm being polite, but Mike really, I I felt bad for the salesperson because Michael started calling him on his nonsense and he goes, no, that doesn't work that way. And he started kind of walking through, Michael started walking through the biomechanics of why that was wrong. Here's a sales guy. He was told to say these talking points, this machine can do this, this machine can do that. And Michael was pretty much blowing up what he was talking about the sales guy actually called one of the engineers over and said hey can you answer this guy's questions and michael's sitting there starts going through hey i understand what you're trying to do but this doesn't work that way and that's not the way the body moves that's not the way you load the body meaning you apply force to the body and on one hand i kind of felt bad for the salespeople, but on the other hand i really gained a lot of respect for michael because in all honesty, he wasn't rude about it. He could have been a lot more argumentative or confrontational. But all Michael did was just point out the fallacies in this argument. And that's when Michael and I, we had, it, like I said, we had met one or two times before. But that's when we started developing a friendship because we both walked away from there going, man, those guys, those guys really didn't understand what they're talking about. And here they are trying to sell equipment in a trade show full of health club industry buyers. Flash forward a few years later, Michael and I worked on a project together. Michael works for, well, I'll go into what the company Michael works for. I was doing a project, with the American Council on Exercise, and Michael and I teamed up. It was a fun project. We shot a few videos talking about speed, agility, quickness, power training. I'm going to link to one of those two videos down below. We shot them at an Exos facility here in Carlsbad, California, and Exos is where some of the top professional athletes train. So if you want to see a little bit on speed or power training, check in the show notes and, and watch what Michael and I did. It was a lot of fun. Before I finish the introduction here, I just want to take a moment. If you like listening to the All About Fitness podcast, if you can reach down below and hit subscribe. This has been, guys, this summer has been really blowing up. The numbers are doing well. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. So thank you for that. And one of the upcoming quick fit tips, I'll be saying thank you. Some people have been writing in, some people have been purchasing content. So thank you. I I mean it from the bottom of the heart. I, I really enjoy doing this, I enjoy having these conversations. And most importantly, I enjoy sharing them with you. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you learn how to use fitness and learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. That said, if you're looking for a few exercise ideas, if you're looking for a few workout ideas, I got them down below in the show notes. I'm selling workouts. They're eight-week workout programs. I got a program for kettlebell training. I got a program for functional core training, another program for dumbbell training. And guys, I also got a great program on glute training. It's called Glute Reboot. I did with a colleague, Abby Apple. If you're a fitness professional, you can earn CECs, continuing education credits for that. And pretty soon, I'm gonna be posting my core training and my exercise program design for the Fountain of Youth. That's right, I have an ebook, I have two ebooks, one on core training and one on how exercise can slow down the aging process. So watch for those soon. Now what Michael does is, Michael is the director of business development for a company called Plus. M Plus is one of these conglomerates they are based on the East Coast. But over the last few years, they've actually organized, they've purchased a pretty impressive array of fitness brands. Not only that, but Michael has recently, he's invested in a couple of his own fitness studios. Michael invested in the F45 studio chain. So when I caught up with Michael, I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions. Number one, I wanted to talk about home equipment. I don't know about you, I, I enjoy working out at home. I miss, I miss the energy of being in the gym, but it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, 30, 40 minutes, bang, bang, without having to sit in traffic. But what I want to do on this episode was talk to Michael about different types of home equipment that you can buy that his company makes. And I'm going to have a couple of links below in the show notes. So if you want to see some of the products, try them out, by all means do that. But I also want to talk to Michael about F45. I've heard a lot about this fitness studio. The one, one, the one, the two that he opened up is Literally right around the corner from my place, and I wanted just to catch up with them and ask them about it. so on this episode of the All about Fitness podcast is Michael Cummings, Director of Business Development for M plus, which is a parent company of Trigger Point Therapy, Skills, Rock Tape, and a number of other brands that can keep you fit. in addition, we also talk about the benefits of training at the f45 studio concept. Now, real quick, I just realized this i 'm looking at my notes. We had to finish this interview kind of early because towards the end of the interview, Michael got a text from his kid who needed to be picked up at soccer practice. So if you hear us wrap up quickly about that, that was the thing. Michael's like, oh, I got to get out of here. That said, let's get started with Michael Cummins, the Director of Business Development for M-Plus. Today, I'm speaking with with Mike Cummins. Mike, what's your formal formal title, bro? I mean, I I just know you as the M-Plus dude. I know you as one of the smartest guys I know. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's the formal title, but what's your formal title with M plus? Oh, I
0: like I like your title. Uh, formally, <laughs> it's Director of Business Development and Education.
1: I like that, and what a lot because what a lot. I mean just just for people listening, education in the fitness industry is really marketing and sales support. Because the more people we can educate on how to use equipment,
0: the more people will buy. I mean, right? That's the theory. It goes two ways, so we have professional education, and then we have consumer education, so our professional education is monetizable, so we're putting out through rock tape or what we call our educational hub it's called functional movement training or Fmt so FMt uh, puts out like blades courses um, pods cor- uh, uh, pods courses, which is um, yeah the cupping sorry it's got yeah, it's, cupping, it's it's a uh, muscle flossing. It's um you know scraping or, or blades um, and there's kinesiology taping obviously and then we have the mobility specialist course which is uh you know talks about my self myofascial release so these are paid courses you can do they're usually two days or twelve hour courses um, but you can also buy small modules an hour two hour every Wednesday in July I did this performance series it was twenty dollars an hour um, for two hours every Wednesday. And it was, um, the, you know, the, uh, about virtual coaching. So it's, uh, effective virtual coaching, speed and agility, strength and power, and then regeneration. And so that's the professional education. And then it goes to what you were talking about. So if you open up a product and it says like, you know, this product, you know, geared towards you know quick agility or change of direction or whatever. That's that cons- That's also that consumer side that that we do as well.
1: And that's for, And so that for members, or no, I'm saying members for listeners, the listeners. That, I mean, you're with InPlus. You you're, you have a number of different brands. You mentioned one or two of them. What what all? What brands and products does InPlus control, and what does InPlus produce?
0: Yeah. So there, we have the fitness category, which is really cool. So we have skills, which is primarily sports training and performance training trigger point, which is, uh, you know, warm, uh, you know, self myofascial release tools, vibration tools, things like that. We have rock tape, which is a medical brand that does the stuff for physical therapists, chiropractors, and you know, they do knee sleeves and, and things like that for kind of the CrossFit world or Olympic lifting Perfect, which is a kind of this home training brand with a uh, harbinger, which has been around for 25 plus years, the gloves, the belts, the dip belts. If you saw the video of me using that head, yeah, yeah, the necks. <laughs> I have one, I have,
1: I have one from playing front row and rugby. I have, I would do that. <laughs> being, I, my kettlebells. Do my, I mean, dude, when I was a prop, I mean, come on, and I needed a strong, I mean, props need strong necks because there are literally times when you get your head under there and you got to, especially when you're playing, you know, when you're playing Lucy, you got to lift the tight up. And so you use it. You use your neck. That's where you have the. If you're if you're loose head forward, loose head pro, you need a
0: strong neck because that's how you jack the tight head up and get them off balance. Hundred percent, man. And so Harbinger has that, and that's that's our fitness brand. And then we have a huge uh, uh, fit, uh, space in uh, foot soles and accessories. So Sneaker Balls is one of our companies. All those little smelly yeah. balls that you put in your shoes. Uh, that's one. We have a lot of different um, private label brands that we make things for. Um, soft sole, uh, g- a comfort, like um, or soft comfort. So if you go to like any store and you see like shoe care, that's probably ours. Shoe goo is one of ours. Oh wow, okay. So it, so many different SKUs that you'd be like, dude, what is this? And then like, you know, uh, at Dick's sporting goods, the cabin socks and some of those other things, like those are our private labels, Balega socks, which is a huge, it's like the number one performance sock out of, yeah. uh, out of South Africa. That's, you know, that's ours as well. So there's, I think 22 brands right now under, um, under M plus. Wow. Um,
1: All right. Sorry to cut in here, but I am super excited about this. I've been planning this for a while. I'm getting ready to launch it soon please check down below in the show notes. Yes, I've been promoting my book, Smarter Workouts, through the podcast. But starting soon, I'm going to be doing in-home training using Smarter Workouts. I'm putting up together a six-week workout program, a six-week home exercise program, where I will be coaching you via Zoom of how to do workouts from the book, Smarter Workouts. The price is still being determined. I'm looking at pricing a little bit less than $200. So it's going to be 18 sessions over six weeks, three sessions a week. If you can't make the live session, they will be recorded. You will have access to that. What we will do is we'll go through different workouts each week, and I will teach you how to progress the workouts on your own. Think of it as about 80% of a workout group and 20% book club where you can ask questions. You can get feedback about what you want to learn about designing exercise programs. And since we'll be doing it via Zoom, I'll be coming into your house. I can help you learn how to use the exercise equipment you have much more efficiently. That's going to be the Smarter Workouts small group training program coming soon via Zoom. Check below in the show notes. Go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's PeteMcCallFitness.com. Sign up for the mailing list. I will send you a chapter of Smarter Workouts and you'll be kept up to date on the small group training programs. Hey, what a great way you can get in shape and learn how to exercise on your own all at the same time. So all you got to do is one six-week workout program with me. I will teach you how to design exercise programs that work for you and your body.
0: Now let's get back to the interview.
1: Did Are they publicly traded? I didn't, I didn't even think to look. look.
0: Uh, I no, no, not. We're owned okay. by um, uh, what's Warren Buffett's fund called Berkshire Hathaway.
1: Oh, really? Berkshire owns Implex? Okay.
0: Yeah. Berkshire just bought
1: CrossFit. They did? I didn't see that. I saw, I saw that Dwayne, uh, the, the Rock bought uh, the XFL, but Berkshire bought CrossFit? That's who picked up? I saw that CrossFit was sold, but Berkshire
0: bought CrossFit? Really? I just learned that a week ago. Uh, you, you know Chuck, Chuck. Chuck goes, dude, our wildest dreams are coming true. <laughs> Berkshire just bought
1: CrossFit. Mother love. I mean look, I think, I mean, look, as we know, I mean, you and I both know this, right? We know that exercise slows down aging. And I just read something in business week. I'm actually trying to reach out for them, to them. There's a new equity fund that's going to be investing specifically in kind of like uh, in, in the whole aging category, like looking at not necessarily exercise and aging, but, but it's going to be a whole equity hedge fund investing in different categories in that. And that's where exercise comes in. I mean, that's a smart move by, I mean, the, the money, the equity money's got to start looking at, there's going to be a return on investment for people staying healthy, especially throughout aging. But that's a whole,
2: So you, you know, have, that's a whole
1: different podcast altogether. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Lance,
0: Lance Armstrong's fund. I don't know what it's called. I mean, he's, they recently invested in uh hyper ice. They recently invested in aura that, that ring company in whoop. Um, oh, wow. So they've, they've given, I think, I believe power dot, so you're you're exactly right. There there are, you know definitely people there that are putting money into these uh, these health and wellness and anti aging categories um, that uh, that didn't have that in the past. It was all pharmaceutical monies and, and, and therapeutic monies like that, and now it's like fitness uh, for lack of a better term, right?
1: Well, and that's what and that's what we've seen is the one thing that occurred to me, Mike. Now I want to get into your origin story a little bit. The one thing that occurred to me is now is the first time in history that we have a population of older adults, people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, who've been exercising throughout their lifespan. Think about those people that started to exercise. The health club boom was 50 years ago in the 1970s. I mean, right now, this year, 2020, is the 50th anniversary of Nautilus. So we're doing, you know, you know working with Nautilus, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff. We had scheduled, we had planned. I was going to be very busy this year at different conferences, doing a lot of Nautilus promotions this year. So this, is, this has been a huge kick in my butt. You know, you and I both, you know, we crossed, we crossed paths all over the world. Freaking all my plane, all my flight plans to queue starting, you know, mid-March just gone out the window. Oh, yeah. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is that when you look at it, dude, we've never, never before, because for years, when you and I were young men first got in the industry, there weren't 60, 70-year-old people who've been exercising for 50, 60 years, because it was only in the 1970s when exercise became a recreational habit. Before the 1970s, people didn't really do they wouldn't go to gyms they wouldn't do anything formal i mean right i mean do you, do you are you you know kind of a history buff at all or how much you know about the
0: no you're right they were and they were looked at as a little bit weird right and it was very yeah. sport specific so you had the um the the bodybuilders so to speak that used to go to the gymnasiums in the 50s and they would you know they would go to the pools and they would do rings and trapeze and it was very yeah. gymnastic focus uh, and the the women would go in and do a lot of passive exercise, like the the stand up, like jiggly, da, 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 da. the funderizer. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of things like that. And then on the health and fitness front, it was like for former track people, like that was one of the things that that they did a lot. Like the calisthenics always existed. Um, it, it wasn't until like kind of Jack Lalanne came around and started doing like this holistic push. But if you even look at Jack Lelaine, like nobody was looking at him back then. Back then, at like, oh, we got to really follow this guy because he's he's you know leading the industry. He's like, oh man, he's just that crazy little guy that can do all that crazy stuff. So so you're right, but we also didn't know better. Smoking was something that we thought was healthy, you know.
1: No seatbelts, no. That's a great point. I mean, but that's the point. No, no seatbelts in cars. Smoking around your kids. Drinking, you know, in the seventies and sixties and seventies mothers would still have wine and smoke a cigarette when they were pregnant, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, we've done, we've learned a lot more about public health I mean, we've, we've managed to actually double our lifespan in the last hundred years. You know, we've gone from an average lifespan of 50, you know, humans used to live to about 50 up until about 1900. That was the average. That was like the mean lifespan. And the last 120 years, we've now almost doubled the lifespan based on some public health, you know, just application, you know, covering your mouth when you sneeze, washing your hands. And now that we're seeing, and that's what's so cool about right now, right, is we have 60- and 70-year-olds who are still jacked and fit and going strong, you know, yeah. and that really is, and as we get more and more of that data, I think that's going to build, I mean, our industry is just going to keep growing, dude. I mean, I'm so stoked about the next 10 to 20 years of what we're doing because as we collect this data and we see how exercise is slowing down the aging process, especially you and I at our age, we're going to be leading the way for the next 20 years, keeping everybody not necessarily six-pack, you know, not, not beach six-pack, but. Just healthy and fit, being able to do stuff.
0: Well, I think what we learn about like the anti-aging hormones that come through, like look at sprinters, sprinters don't, don't bench press. They don't, you know, do a ton of, um, you know, uh, heavy, heavy movements and they're jacked, Right. And so I look at these guys like they're they're producing a ton of testosterone, a ton of uh, growth hormone by way of these max strength lifts. So by looking at these superhuman athletes um, and, you know, and really great Olympic coaches, uh, they're really setting the standards for how we can look at health and wellness. Harvard Medical School released a study on um, uh, power training for the older adult population. Why? You don't just see someone who just falls over. They trip they catch their foot on something and they don't have the fast twitch muscle fibers to recollect themselves. So it's important that you do a hurdle. It's important that you use rubber bands to help them assist or be assisted and resisted with different speeds. So when we look at change of direction, speed and agility, strength and power, it's not just limited now to like athletes It's like, we're now looking at it for fitness because it's novel and fun. We're looking at it for the intrinsic, like hormonal benefits for the older adult population because it's proven to, to have these types of results. So that's what, like you said, like we're, you know, we can be right in the middle of all of these things as we are. Like to me, that's the most fun about where, where we're at, you know, having an older adult cut. Like, and, and them going like before they're like, Oh, it'd be bad on my knee. It'd be bad on my ankle, but now they can cut like
1: (laughs) proper form. You You see them, you see them make that little dip and put, you know, the way they load their hip and then, you know, they all of a sudden they know how to load their hip properly, change that, you know, use their shoulders. And, and that is, you're right. That is so cool to see any, because that's my, that's, that's the point I try to make Mike is that even people in their seventies and eighties, they can train with intensity, but you don't start at the high intensity. You gradually build it. If you're a client, you're, you're my new client. You're 72 years old. I am not starting you off with a kettlebell swing. Am <laughs> I going to get you there? Absolutely. I should get you to a kettlebell swing, but I'm not going to start you there. You know, and that's what a lot of people miss. They see they see the end result, but they don't. What they don't see is the work, the months and months of work that it took to get to that end result. But I, you know, that I'm firmly, I know that that as we get older. And the one thing about this, I'm working on my second book right now on ageless intensity on this very subject on how high intensity exercise slows down aging and dude the data. They're starting to do more and more research on it and more and more data. Now, real quick, you probably know this. I don't think I've talked to anybody about this. Where did, since you referenced uh, the high intensity of sprinters with the steroids, where did, who were the first people that really identified that and then created the uh, exogenous androgens that became so popular?
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's sad because they uh there's myth i will not i I won't say it's fact but there's myth that uh, they allowed women to get pregnant uh, prior to contest as well because of all of the different hormone influx that that has happened as well and what they didn't know at that time was the exercise itself could have been the catalyst for all of that my, my new field of research is in the neurosciences and 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 exploring how the brain has all these effects. My brother suffered from epilepsy my grandmother died of uh, Alzheimer's. And so I really had this, like this push to find out more about it. And the idea of this, uh, uh, you know, neuroplasticity, um, in the, in the brain and the nervous system and what happens there, like we can make changes. Like we're learning now that even at an older age, uh 50 60 you can still change your brain patterns you can still learn, uh, gather and learn things it just takes longer you have to train harder all the studies on neuroplasticity um, were were done on cardiovascular exercise until very recently they started doing it on on hit so high intensity interval training what they're and and high intensity interval training, everybody just thinks, Oh, they go to a, a, a group X class. It's like, no high intensity interval training. could be football training. could be rugby training. could be tennis. Like it could be all those different types of training. As long as you know, it's high intensity interval training, <laughs> but the, idea, the heart, up and you breathe hard. Yeah. But the idea that now you can utilize, um, uh, do those things and have such insane results because of it is something that completely excites me now. Like, they're finding out that's, that's why these, these athletes are doing things they've never been able to do before. That's why you're seeing like guys, double back flipping motorcycles. You're, you're seeing, you know, things that could never have been done 30 years ago. You're like, how did you just do that? And it's, it's the cognitive side, you know? Well, I, I, you know, I grew up
1: racing BMX bikes and I still do a lot of mountain biking and I need to get back. I need to get a new bike to do skate park riding again. The one I, the, the BMX bike I got is a little higher center of gravity. I need to get one of those new low jump, but they have a whole new brand of, of bike out there called a jump bike. That's specifically for skate parks and jumping. And it's a lower center of gravity anyway. But the whole thing, when you watch like the BMX, these guys are doing stuff. That's insane, Mike. And it's like, it's all in it. But what they, what they have now is they have foam pits. They have air, air, like they have these huge air things. There's a kid up in uh, Escondido who's like nine years old. He's a nine-year-old kid who can already do backflips on his bike, you know, because he practices into those airbags at nine. If he's doing backflips at nine, the dude is going to be sick by the time he's like 21, 22. I mean, he'll be like freaking. There's, there's no, no idea how to do that. Now, how'd you get interested in, as I mentioned, I mean, you've known, you and I have known each other for a few years and I can do consider you one of the smartest dudes I know. How'd you, well, what's your origin story, dude? How'd you get your interested in fitness? Where'd you like, where'd you grow up in, and what sports did you play growing up like kind of what got you into this into this business
0: yeah, funny enough, man it wasn 't sport at all it was art i uh, I was really into to art, creativity, and I loved the friggin human form, like the human body to me was the most beautiful thing i 've ever seen um, the D, from the DNA level to the cellular level, like I loved learning about about human form, I loved drawing it, painting it, whatever and so when i when i uh, you know, decided like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? I said, uh, I like working out. And I think that, uh, I'd like to try and create like perfect humans. Like <laughs> if you came to see me, if you were, you know, and you were a four, like, let's try to make you a 10. Like that was like my thing. I wanted to change human form. Uh, um, cool. and that was like an Arnold thing. Like Arnold's like, oh, I, if I looked at my shoulder for too small, I wanted to make him bigger. And so I was like, oh yes, I have this clay that I can mold and sculpt. And then what I realized through that, um, I mean, that's kind of the, that's the, the OG origin. And what I realized through that was like, these people are amazing, but I'm like, man, I'm a feeler. I'm a sentient being. And when people would come in and have a lot of problems, um, it hurt, man. Like I, I couldn't that I played the counselor role for like 15 years And it was like, you know, divorce or fight or this and that. And I couldn't just let it go. I couldn't just say bye to a client and then like, you know, focus on the next thing. It would like sit with me. And I was like, man, I have to get out of this space. It's, it's, I've gotten to the point after 15 years where like, I'm, I'm taking all of this on and I'm not able to be creative and I'm not able to, you know, do this thing. And so I was like, okay, if I can take these bodies and turn them into perfect tens, like on a, on an aesthetic point of view, then I started getting into performance and I was like, Oh, okay, let's work with some athletes that, that their goal isn't just to feel better because they're not, they, they may not talk to me about the same things that these people are talking to me, uh, talking to me about. And so working with athletes, it was true. Like sometimes they had psychological issues and threat and stuff they had to work through, but they had a singular goal that didn't have to do with aesthetics or the way they looked. Their singular goal was to make this team run higher, jump faster with like whatever, or jump you know farther, run faster. And so it was, it was easier to kind of like hone all of that in and say, okay, if this person's gonna win this race, they need to decrease their time by like a hundredth of a second. And then my little engineering brain would get involved in that and go, oh, okay. How do we do that? What's the system? What's the process? And I love that because it reminded me of like painting again or drawing this form. It was like, we're going to start out with this. And then once the tissue is this, then we're going to do this. And then once it's this, we're going to do this. And then it just built the process to getting them where they needed to be. And I love that.
1: So basically you're creative then. You're creative, but your medium is the human body. Your medium is the flesh and blood and bone and fascia and tissue as opposed to clay or charcoal or, or art or whatever, you know, whatever you'd use in art.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Is that, that how you evolved?
1: Yeah. Now, where are you, are you from, California? Where are you from?
0: Uh, born in Idaho, lived in Utah for about 10 years. And then I've lived in Northern California for all my high school years. I've been in Cal, uh, San Diego since uh, since after high school. So
1: and, and yeah, I, I realize that's how I wanted to start, because you remember you're I'd put you on. I wouldn't put you as a as a. As, as, a, um, as a head of the San Diego fitness mafia, you know, I wouldn't put you as a capo. And, and <laughs> yeah, have you heard that term before the San Diego fitness mafia? No, no, Gary, Gary Gray came up with it a number of years ago. He was, he referred to a group of people that would come to his workshops from San Diego. Oh, it's the San Diego fitness mafia. And, but when you look at it, I mean, you look at all because you have American council and exercise here, you have your company, you know, with an office here, you have idea, you have total gym uh, hoist is here. David Weck with both, you know, creative BOSU is here. Durkin is here. You know, there's a huge configuration. And so the way I look at the mafia, Mike, the way I kind of design it is guys like Durkin, you know, Anthony Carey or, you know, five, you know not five, but Anthony Carey, Durkin, you know, people that, that own a studio or have invented equipment are kind of the godfathers. You know what I mean? The people that are like Paul Check, Paul would be a good godfather, Yeah, you know? but he's like a godfather emeritus. Then, then you <laughs> are just, I don't know what the level is below godfather. Like you're just low godfather, whereas people, people that are pure education, like myself and Fabio, we're more like conciliaries. And then you have all the soldiers. You have like the capos. Yeah, I'd either be like a little bit of a capo or a soldier. And then all the trainers, you know what I mean? But I mean, when you look at it, it's kind of like you have that structure of just kind of like a mafia because we do, I mean, we don't bump into each other that much, but we do all see each other on a regular basis. I and mean, that's kind of the fun thing about doing what we do. But to be honest, I think you and I see each other more. Overseas or you know in airports and hotels than we do here in our own city.
2: Yeah, and it's
0: it's pulling in and collaborating on a lot of things Like I worked with Douglas Brooks on a Bosu project years and years and years ago And then we're on the same speaking tour and then like, you know, then he's at David Weck's house and like like those are the type of collaborative things that are great and I think it only happens when you don't burn bridges It happens when you, you don't judge, you have a lot of respect for, uh, for me, it's not for people, but more for my industry. Like, I want to see this industry last, you know, last and last and last and, and not be tainted by a couple of different things. It's like, everybody has such an ego in this industry because they're trying to push their own message and that's fine. Like, you know, more power to you to believe in what you're, what you're selling, but don't knock on anybody else, you know, beat your own chest that yours is, yours is wonderful. And you've done all these things, but like, you can look at, um, uh, you know, if you train a gold medalist and I train a gold medalist and you use, you know, uh, silver tongs and I use a gold sledgehammer, like the truth is like, we still both trained gold medalists, like our, just our patterns were different. And so that's what I look at now. It's like, be there to support. Be there to motivate. Uh, you know, whether somebody says something I disagree with or not, it's not my position to get out there and tell everybody how wrong this person is. Like, I want to be in their corner, like cheering them on for at least being out there investigating the truth. You know.
1: And that's, so, when did you make that transition from being, you know, a trainer? And I, I don't like to use the phrase just a trainer, but you went from being a personal trainer to be more of an educator, a content creator. What was it that kind of caused that transition?
0: Yeah, um, I think I went from being a personal trainer um, to I started working for the ISSA. Well, I was writing a textbook for the International Sports Science Association. They contracted me to do a kettlebell certification and a group X certification. And it was through that that I was like, man, I really like uh, the, the research side of this. And I was I was pretty young during that. But I really like that. And then when I left being a personal trainer to work for Skills, my role was content development. It was creating uh, products for um, athletes and everybody else. And so my job was literally like time stamping video, um, creating different modules and things. And so they just kind of plunked me in this uh, in this programming space, which was. It was, I mean, I, the, the credit I have to give is, is mostly to, to Exos when it comes to like creating programs. I was a personal trainer and I knew how to like make people sweat and lose weight and do body composition changes and win like bodybuilding, uh, you know, things. But I was all, it was, it was all about figure and aesthetics. It wasn't until I worked with Exos that I really understood like how to build a formidable, robust program, um, that could help, you know, an athlete, create what they wanted to create. Um, and so that's when kind of that transition ca- uh, came when I, when I went from being a personal trainer to more of this content development guy for skills.
1: Well, and for listeners, you know, Mike and I worked on a project a number of years ago with skills ACE and uh, Exos. We filmed it at Exos. so i I'm going to link down below to more or two of those videos. Cause those were, those are still good content, man. We did the stuff on speed. We did power. We did agility using all skill stuff. And, yeah, we did it. At, yeah, have you seen any of those videos recently? was <coughs> we shot, I think it was like 20, maybe 15 or 14. And Mike, just for, for listeners, Mike took a drink of water. I'm watching him on video. So he's kind of clearing his throat for a second. So oh, I'm stalling, I'm stalling. Or I can go in and edit this. But in reality, I mean, we did. But, it, but when you talk about content creation, why is it so important to be able to do that content and push it
0: out there? I mean, you have people that are, I call them Instagram trainers An Instagram trainer is somebody who is going to look at content and just utilize it. So I just did a photo shoot in here um, or a video shoot with a a young upcoming trainer. He just graduated from, or he just got out of the military. He's in school. I brought him in here to help me with some content. And he's like, the first thing he said was, Hey man, can I use some of those drills with my clients? And I said, yes. Now are they going to be as effective? no because I always ask two questions, right? What's the goal of your client and where does that drill or that exercise or whatever you're doing fit, right? There's, there's a system. And so it fits in a, in a unique place. It doesn't fit anywhere. There's a unique place that it fits. It fits somewhere. uh, and to, to realize that goal, but that content is, is pervaded by everybody. So even if they're like, man, I'm bored right now. Like, let's see what we can come up with. And they look at their phone and they find your drills. They don't have to do your, you know, lateral shuffle to jump cut, uh, on a multi-directional or change of direction mixed day with lateral focus for acceleration, um, uh, for power development for sport. They can just go, I just think it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Content is very important for that. It's sexy. Those, those videos you did are rad, uh, and, but, th- but to further that, um, I do think that there's enough people that do want to know the who, what, why, when, where. Where do I plug it in? And with Nuvo, Re- Nuvo Sciences right now, or, or sorry, Nuvo products, it's so important. Like, Let's just talk about a massage gun for a second or a vibration device, right? There are so many things that you need to know about it. What do people do? They turn it on, they put it on a muscle, and they go, oh, man, that feels so good. But, you, yeah, you got to look at rate, frequency, speed, pressure, duration. All of those things are going to either upregulate or downregulate. Well, or cr- you crave- know, Mike, let's stay on this for a second because I want, I want to stay on
1: this for a second because these, these guns, these, these Theragun, the Hyperize, and what, what's your product? Do you guys have a product? Does does Trigger Point have a gun product yet? Yeah, we have the we have
0: an impact. Yeah, it's called we the Trigger impact. Point Impact. Yeah, okay,
1: Trigger Point Impact. So when you look at something like the Trigger Point Impact, and for listeners, these are percussion guns. They're what you see. They look like if you're seeing if you've been at a gym and you hear something that sounds like a power hammer, and you see somebody rubbing it on their body. That's what a percussion percussion gun is. And this is relatively new. But the last, I have to say, I did see one. I saw a trainer with one at the Reebok Club back in the early mid two thousands two thousand six. I, f- I think she called it DMSO deep muscle. I think, and I got it from Len Pericino. I and it was DMSO.
0: Mirror. Yeah, deep, It's the deep muscle stimulator by Dr. Jake. And okay. it, it was like $2,500. I had yeah. one too. It was, and it's awesome. He's, he's the pioneer. I mean, he yeah. pioneered it. And then you look at like, I'll give credit to Dr. Jason Worslin with Theragun. He was the first one in that I know of to actually make a consumer version. Now, his version was just super, super loud, and since then, that's how Hyper, Hypervolt has come into the picture, because they were the first one to make a quiet, brushless motor. Mm. Now, they're all quiet. Theragun's quiet, uh, Hypervolt's quiet, Impact's quiet, Jaku's quiet. Like They're all quiet guns now, but um, back in the day, they you know it was super, super, super loud. You couldn't even use it in an indoor setting.
1: And what's, what are the, so what's happening with percussion gun? What, what are the benefits of it?
0: Oh my gosh. The science is, is, is unbelievable. The the science really is the the coolest part is in stacking. So stacking is like what, where the study is that you could take stretching, static stretching, but if you do static stretching with foam rolling, you're doubling your results. If you now do vibration uh, or add vibration to it, whether you use vibration for activation, because you can use vibration for stabilization or you can use vibration, deep tissue, long, uh, slow frequency to down regulate or turn that muscle off. So there's so many different ways that you can use it. But if you stack these, these modalities together, oh my gosh, like it's like, okay, dynamic stretch, then go do that. Like a bench press, right? I'm going to go and hit a bench press and then I'm going to intra session. I'll take the gun. I'll go high, high frequency, 10 seconds, brrr, stimulate Golgi tendon organ, excite those muscles, help regenerate quicker. And now I'm turned back on. So the idea, like if you, you know, slapping your face to yeah. fire yourself, yeah, yeah. up, you're firing your joint up. You're firing that, that tissue and tendon up preparatory for what you want it to do. So it, not a lot of people use it that way. Most people just use it for like, you know, a passive, like, uh, this feels so good, yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's so much more to it than, than, than simply that.
1: So what's it? So the basic, my understanding of the science is the crush <sighs> stimulates the Golgi organs, the good, the GTOs, the Golgi tendon organs to stimulate the muscle and allow it to lengthen. And, and the depa- I guess, depending on the frequency, the muscle would either relax and lengthen or kind of get hyped, get turned on. And what's, what, what's the frequency difference there?
0: So there's three different things that it does. Is you can you can um, create, uh, you can mitigate, uh, you can you can use it for three reasons: pain, mobility, or stability. So pain, you're going to use a high frequency, thirty thirty to 40, 30 to forty hertz, light, uh, you know, light and pretty fast, because that just confuses the muscle. Um, the skin has, I say muscle, I don't mean muscle. Your skin has tons of mechano, um, mechanoreceptors. So, depending on the type of uh, pressure and frequency, you're hitting either Pacinian corpuscle, Ruffini endings. All um, oh, those Ruffini nerve, endings. And they always. Nerve, they always have. nerve endings. Yeah. So, all of these different things, like some are there to increase sympathetic load, some are there to decrease it, some increase the parasympathetic. Some will help upregulate, downregulate, others will turn off the muscle. Um, but there's so much, there's so much to it through the skin and then the retinacular fibers and then superficial fascia, deep fascia. Um, and the idea there is whatever you want it to do. Do you, do you want it to get rid of pain? Because it does that. Do you want it to create range of motion, flexibility, slide and glide? It does that. Or do you want it for stability and activation? Because it does that too. So it's just how to utilize it. And uh, slower, deeper tissue is going to turn the things off. Faster frequency, faster movement, shorter periods of time, that's going to activate and turn things on.
1: Now, I have to admit, and this is kind of a slightly different thing, but it's still vibration training. And for the power flap, I have to say this. One of, the, one of the things I'm, I miss about, about being divorced or about, about my ex-wife is I used to, you know, we used to work at Equinox together, and I kind of, you know, I, she gets Equinox now, and I don't have access to a power plate. I need to find a gym around with a power plate because power plate for listeners, power plate are those vibrating platforms you see people maybe standing on in the gym. And I have to say, Mike, when I first saw those come out in maybe five oh six, I kind of thought they were like, yeah, bogus. I thought they were just like, like we were talking earlier, the tenderizer, stand there and have your belly shake. But in reality, there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool literature and and majority of the studies I've seen on power training or the vibration training really do suggest it can help activate and engage more strength. And I would do that when I would do like heavy lifts, I would stand on the platform for 15 to 45 seconds, depending on what I was going to do. And dude, you walk off that and you feel like your muscles, I mean, they're vibrating because they've been turned on, but you can feel the extra, you can feel your motor units really stimulating. Have, do you use them, power? do you have access to a vibration platform? Do you use one much or
0: yeah, all, all the time. and it's 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 uh, touch science, which means anytime that there is some sort of stimulus, you're sending those afferent signals to the brain, and then your brain is deciding what to do with that, and then it sends the efferent system or the efferent signals to do some sort of motor output. And so I worked with a kid with cerebral palsy, uh, his name's Aaron and he had dropped foot and he had dropped hand and he couldn't do a squat. You know, you put him on a squat platform and he would come off to the side, he'd have that drop foot. You put him on a power plate with all of that vibration and all of those nerves that didn't turn on or were irregular immediately heightened. This gentleman could do a perfect squat on a power plate because of all of this, his muscle fibers or whatever, we won't get into all that, but. Everything reacting to that stimulus allowed him to do a perfect squat. It was, it's absolutely beautiful. And so that's full body vibration, which is great, but it is different than like localized vibration.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's a more you know, specific application versus general. Now, real, real quick, I'm going to shift gears on this because I'm looking at, at where you are and listeners, I'm, I don't use a video of this. I just use the audio files, but listeners can't see what you have behind you. Where are you sitting right now?
0: I'm in F F forty five in Poinsettia, um, where unfortunately no one is at. <laughs> so we yeah, use it for film content, and I we I work out in here every once in a while. But yeah, we opened up two F F45s, one in La Costa, one in one up Poinsettia, and the La Costa one's open now. But yeah, you, you may have heard the rant this uh, before the interview about uh, <laughs> closing Matt, the gym. A,
1: yeah, I don't think no. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to keep. I'm going to cut that part out, or cut part of that part out, but yeah, no, you've been impacted as a business owner. You've been impacted. But I just wanted to ask you, the other reason why I wanted to interview was I get more information about F45. Because again, I mean, when I, when I saw that you had opened those studios, I'm like, because like all these studios, man, I'm kind of like, okay, great. They're just, it's another version of circuit, high intensity. I'm not knocking it, it's just like a different version. What was it about F45 that made you decide to, to do the investment? I mean, what was it about the programming? What was it about the option? I mean, because you could have probably invested in a number of different another number of different studios. Why, why'd you choose F 45?
0: Yeah. So I looked at kind of the, the couple that were popular. You looked at CrossFit and I didn't love CrossFit because of the amount of bar work and Olympic lifts. And, uh, for me, that just equals danger. It equals like me having to like be there watching the whole time. I looked at orange theory fitness, which was cool, but there was still way too much like tech and there's so much equipment in there. Um, And then I just, I looked at like F45 and like the brand itself was a brand that I thought was cool. You know, it's like the red, white, and blue. And, and, and what is it? You just, you go in and you do, and I'm not going to talk about the programming. I mean, it's, I I don't want to get into if it's like accurate programming or not accurate programming. You go there to have fun, burn calories and get toned. Uh, and I say tone because that's exactly what happens. You're not building excessive muscle. You're not, um, you know, you're going in there and you're sweating with a community. Is it what's different between that and high intensity interval training? Well, you just go in and somebody tells you what to do and you just do it. And you're there for the 45 minutes on the weekends. There's a a live DJ that plays on Saturday. It's called Hollywood. I love it because I don't have to think. I don't have to go, Oh, Hey, uh, my low—I had two lower body pulls and one lower body push. So what I need to do is, there's no carryover. I don't need the carryover to sport. That's not why I do it. I don't need the carryover to like power training. That's not why I do it. I do it to burn calories, and I've, I literally am in the best shape of my life because of it.
1: Have you been following? Have you been doing the pro? have you been doing the workouts and following the programming.
0: Yeah, I try to go well two to two to three days a week, and. Um, Again, you say programming, and I—that's <laughs> one thing I never even like consider. Now, due to COVID, the trainers have to program, but it's—it's yeah. it's stuff that, like, man, if, if I were to ask you to, like, hey, kick my butt, but don't worry about, like, you know, having a balanced program, you would create something that would kick my butt. And there's there's fun tools to use. You know, it's like flutter kicks, the reverse lunges, to burpees, to single leg burpees, to hops, like. And like anyone go like, isn't that a lot of cumulative, like, da-da-da-da? it doesn't matter because yeah. you're just doing it for 45 minutes. You're not super sore afterward. There's no like imbalance or asymmetry because you're not putting enough time on that one thing. How
1: long is each interval? Is it a 45 second interval as well as a 45? They're all different. Time? They're all okay. different. Some of it's okay, like five
0: okay. and 10. Some of it's like a uh, 30 on 20 off, uh, depending on the day they're, they're Got different. It.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: There's, so there's enough variation in that program. It's kind of like an undulating periodization
0: of where they do different things on a systematic basis. Uh, yes. And, and they keep changing them all the time. So there's like, uh, yeah, there's, there's cardio day and more cardio days, more uh, weightlifting days, things like that. Um, and they're fun. Like like uh, the weightlifting days, they call them uh, Romans. And, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the cardio days is called like Athletica. And so they they took a CrossFit vibe, like, oh, did you do the Murph today? They've named wow. their workouts. And so they they've done enough to stay with what's popular and what's trending. Um, they got some cool people behind it. Mark Wahlberg invested in it, and Mark Wahlberg's a cool guy. Um, they have this amazing military program that, that is there. Uh it's the VIP Veterans Program. In fact, you know Chaz Rogers? Uh, not personally, no. Fitbench. He's at all the shows. Anyhow, Chaz, is, uh, Chaz runs the, the VIP program over there now. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, I yeah, he's he's someone like you. Like we just run into each other random, like people randomly. So he's running their VIP program now because he's an ex vet and stuff.
1: That's pretty cool, man. And it's so let's let's look at what with what uh, let's flip back to M-Plus real quick. I because I wanted to learn a about more about F forty five. And do you think for, well, before I go to M plus, do you think listeners should give a chance, give F45 a chance that they have one in their neighborhood? Do you think
0: they should just at least check it out? You should check it out. You can sign up for a week for free. Um, and again, it's such an, it's just an awesome workout. I've always been like a bodybuilder guy, power lifter guy. Um, and this has completely changed my body type. Uh, you know, it's just made me lean. Like I have veins on my abs and I've never had that in my entire existence of being a human being. Um, and I, I haven't really watched my diet that well either. I just have so much more output that is, it's pretty cool. Well,
1: I was, and I was noticing that on one of your Instagram posts, I was like, damn, Mike looks pretty jacked. I didn't know if <laughs> I, serious. I was like, and again, it's not checking you out, but it's just, it's like, you know, we noticed, I'm like, what was he doing? I mean, he looks like, I'm like, all of a sudden you're like blowing it out. And I'm like somebody, I mean, here I am getting jealous. Cause I'm like, somebody has access to a facility. <laughs> yeah. I'm using my
0: three kettlebells and a TRX in my, in my, <laughs> my plate. Well, I still do my, um, like my kind of quote unquote heavy lifts in my backyard because I, I don't want to get too sucked up. I do like maintaining a bigger size, but, um, as far as like body fat goes, man, I'm getting my body fat down like to a, a crazy degree. Um, and I have to attribute that to weighted vest training because I do a lot of weighted vest training in the mor- every morning. And then the, the, the F45 classes I'm taking. So
2: that's pretty
1: it, cool stuff. Now, now the I want to ask about an what do you guys, what have you guys been selling the most? Like out of skills, trigger point, all your brands, what's been the most popular during this whole stay at home workout period?
0: Sorry. I got uh, to, you're going to hear some noise real yeah. quick, but try to ignore that. Um, um gotta go get, <laughs> like you got to go get sun from soccer. Um, yeah. so, uh, believe it or not, it's been, it's been perfect fitness. So the, the ab bench, the perfect push ups the perfect sit-ups, the perfect pull-ups, like anything that people can do in their home has been huge. Um, the core wheels from Skills, the uh, Harbinger mats, like literally any anything that you can outfit in your, uh, in your living room has just... Until you said that earlier, I didn't realize
1: that you made the perfect series of equipment. So those have been flying off the shelves? Isn't
2: that crazy? Yeah, it's... Um we didn't know what to do with it. It, it it's it was created by a guy named alden mills who's a uh, a, a former navy seal so he created it with that in fit deck do you remember fit deck yeah yeah he did fit deck and perfect we loved it but people at that time and it's just a it's a time thing um you know sometimes things are big sometimes they're not and so we were like man what do we do with perfect like it doesn't even really have like a brand message. Nobody really wants it until COVID hit. And then all of a sudden home training became this, like the biggest thing on the planet, you know?
1: And that's, and so are you guys, you guys sell uh, what I was asking you uh, when we got when we cut out, where's the best place to pick up like Harbinger products or skills products? Are they retail available? Are they available retail or are they available online? Or, or if people are looking for workout gear at home, where can they find your stuff?
2: yeah so it 's everywhere as far as like you know dicksportinggoods.com, amazon.com, dot com amazon dot com um are obviously the brand dot com you know tp therapy skills dot com things like that um, so yeah it's the one thing about m plus buying our brands is that they 're highly visible and highly accessible a lot of different places they have a big um uh, a big distribution, uh, that's like one of the things they're most famous for is their distribution. And so we're able to get great product, uh, you know, at a lot of different places pretty easily.
1: That's awesome. And what are, what, what, what are some of the social media channels for? Cause obviously there's skills, skills. I know on Instagram, there's a trigger point and you're always filming content for that. If people want to learn out, learn how to use the equipment, do you guys provide that information? Uh, YouTube skills,
2: YouTube channel. Uh, trigger point youtube channel are probably the best resources for that because you can watch elongated vid- videos um we're also online a lot like we go live a lot on instagram uh whether it's skills or trigger point or even rock tape um we're, we, we do webinars all the time so we're trying to get out there as much as as much as humanly possible to kind of walk people through how to use this stuff but i would say that YouTube's probably the best bet
1: Now that right there is one of the main reasons why I started this podcast. Like I said, when Michael and I first met, it was at a trade show looking at equipment. And when we travel and it's funny cuz Michael's one of these guys, we live pretty close to each other in the Carlsbad area of Southern California. I bump into him from time to time at the gym, we see each other from time to time, but in all seriousness, we see each other, the time we connect with each other the most is either at an airport or a trade show, either somewhere else in the States or in another country around the world. He's one of these guys, we're both on the circuit of international speakers. I represent brands like Nautilus and Stairmaster. Michael represents his companies. And one of the fun things I enjoy about that travel is having these conversations in the hotel bar afterwards. We can be sitting around, having, having dinner, just hanging out, and we have these fun conversations. And yes, we geek out about equipment, Yes, we geek out about training techniques. And that really is, to let you behind the curtain a little bit, that really was one of the the reasons why I started this podcast. Was I have this amazing access to all these just really smart people about fitness. And I wanted to kind of bring you some of our conversations so you could learn a little bit more about fitness from the guys who travel around and teach other fitness professionals how to do it. Now that said, if you want to learn more about exercise, check down below my book, Smarter Workouts. Smarter Workouts will teach you everything you need to know about designing programs for core strength, mobility, and metabolic conditioning. It really does. It goes through, it teaches you how to use seven pieces of equipment. It provides you with 21 workouts. And you heard the, you heard the commercial. I'm going to be doing a small group training online to help people learn how to use Smarter Workouts and program from that. But you can get a lot of it from the book. Just check down below in the show notes. And if you go to my website, mccallfitness.com. If you go to petemccallfitness.com and sign up for the mailing list, I'll send you a free chapter from Smarter Workouts so you can try it before you buy it. In addition to the chapter, you also get one of the workouts so you can see what you expect when you buy the book. Okay, there's my pitch. Yeah, I'm not, I've said this before. I'm not taking dollars from advertisers. I'm not putting things behind the paywall. If you guys like the content, do me a favor. Buy a copy of the book. Buy one of my workouts online. Buy one of my eBooks. Somehow support the podcast that way. I don't want to give you something for nothing, but I want to give you something that you can use to learn how to use fitness to enhance your quality of life. The products that Michael sells, actually, as I look out in my, my, my home office, I can see a couple trigger. I have two trigger point rollers there. I have a skills like agility ladder that I use with my kids sometimes. He really does. He, he make, they make good equipment and stuff that you can use. If you're looking for equipment, if you really are trying to get the home stuff, my recommendation is this. A lot of people will try to go to the largest online retailer like Amazon. Please don't. A lot of the stuff on Amazon is made very... It's affordable because it's made very cheaply. There are about three or four factories in China that, that make all the same stuff, in all honesty. I mean, look, let's be real. A lot of the manufacturers get their stuff made at the same place. But when you buy it from a name brand company like Skills, you're getting a higher level. You're getting a guaranteed level of quality. When we filmed up, if you look down below in the show notes and see the video that Michael and I did a number of years ago on speed and power training, we filmed that at Exos. Skills and Exos aligned with one another. And Exos trains professional athletes using skills equipment. So you know you're getting the best quality. And that's what I wanted to bring to you. I wanted to bring to you the guy who oversees the development and oversees that quality. So you can learn a little bit about what it takes to get there. And also it was informative. I like hearing Michael talk about his F45, why he bought it. I was, I was surprised to learn that he. when I saw that the studio had opened around the corner from my house, I was actually surprised to learn that, that he was one of the owners of it. So I wanted to ask a little bit more about it. I heard a lot about F45. I was down in Australia last year, did a couple things down in Melbourne and, and heard, some, heard some good things about F45 and heard some uh, things about it that just I, I wanted to learn a little bit more about the business. And when I heard that Michael opened it up, I really have a lot of respect for him, a tremendous amount of respect for him. So I wanted to have an open mind and learn more about it. And really, I need to get in there. I've shared this a little bit. I've been dealing with a back issue. So Michael, if you're listening to this, that's why I haven't been in there yet. I still haven't gotten the green light from the Cairo to return to 100% function. And it's really, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to do that. Anyway, I hope you like this information. I hope you like this. This. Uh... Hopefully you got a lot out of this interview. It was fun having the conversation. I I really, I enjoy these conversations. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. Please reach down below too and give us a review. 5, 10, 30 stars, whatever you want to do. Let, you know how it works. Let other people know you like the podcast and it goes higher in the search rankings and, and all that. And I appreciate that. If you want to learn a lot more about fitness, go to my YouTube channel, the All About Pod. If you want to learn more about fitness or see the type of workouts that I'm doing, go to my YouTube channel. The All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel. Again, that's the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out. You can also go to my Instagram. I post up workouts one or two times a week on Instagram. I'm getting back to that. Again, that whole back injury thing. That really, I I took the time. My back had been bothering me for a while. And I finally took the time during COVID, figuring I wasn't going to be traveling, wasn't going to be on my feet, doing a lot of conventions this summer. So I might as well get it knocked out. And I have to tell you about eight to 10 weeks of going through uh, chiropractic care. And I really feel a tremendous, I feel so much better. I'm actually going to be scheduling an interview with my Cairo in the coming weeks to talk about it and, and to share kind of, to go through the course of treatment, to share what, what we did, what was, ha- what was wrong and how we took care of it. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to reach out to me, connect with me on Instagram, Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness. You can connect with me via email, Pete at com. That's Pete at com. And as always, and I mean it, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for stopping by. I look forward to having you join me in future episodes of All About Fitness.